global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are lower, resuming a drop that has sent them down in six of the last seven days amid selling in healthcare and tech shares that have been the market's weakest all year. S&P 500 index down seven, a drop of four-tenths of one percent to 2,070. Dow Industrials down 52 points to 17,680, a drop there of three-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 45, a decline of nine-tenths of one percent. Gold, little changed, up less than 0.1 percent, now up 70 cents, 12.9910 the ounce. And crude oil up a dollar ninety a barrel, 48.11 now, up by 4.1 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. It's time now for the ETF report. It's brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek, access the opportunities. Let's go to Catherine Cowdery for our ETF report. It's turning into the year of thematic ETFs. That's the word from Bloomberg Intelligence Analyst Eric Beltunis. Some examples, a new ETF that focuses on millennials, one that zeroes in on the fight against obesity, and another that targets long-term health care. Beltunis says about 100 ETFs have launched so far this year, and 20 of them have been thematic. The number one with the most assets this year of the new launches is a thematic ETF, the Gender uh, Diversity ETF, which invests in company companies led by women. The ticker is she. Took in the most money. So I about out of every 20 launch, there's one hit. And that's sort of what we're seeing. So I think it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. You don't know what's going to hit or what's going to uh, hit with a customer. Beltunas sounds a cautionary note about thematic ETFs. He says it's important that investors look at the possible overlap and exposure in their portfolios to make sure they're not duplicating an investment they've already made. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. The gold rally glittering a little less brightly the last couple of days as some of the recent polls in the U.K. show that the Brexit vote, the vote to leave the European Union, has fallen behind the vote to remain, the remain vote that we'll be learning about June 23rd next week. Well, but we had a poll this week that showed that uh, traders who were polled by Bloomberg say that Gold's rally could continue, and it could hit $1,350 in price if that leave vote wins. Let's ask a man who knows so much about this, what he sees in the gold market and the markets more broadly as we wait for this historic vote. Frank Holmes joins us now. He's CEO and Chief Investment Officer of U.S. Global Investors down in San Antonio, Texas. Frank, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back with y'all. So gold, boy, this uh, there's. Uh, it just seems like every asset class, uh, certainly bonds, certainly gold, has gotten a boost from the the chance that the Brexit vote could win. How important is, is this to gold? Well, I think it's a key component for short term for instability in the global economies, uh, and it's also a reflection of more uh, countries want to become isolationists, not just the uh, the conversations that happen in the debate in America. It's also happening in other countries. And within the EU, you had Poland do a surprise reversal. Uh, they were supposed to take 7,500 Syrians, and uh, their new leader that was ushered in said he was going to take nothing. 
and uh, they felt that it was just being jammed down their throats by the EU, by unelected officials. And then for other reasons, the Brits feel for different things. So I, I do think immigration, um, the British believed that they were, had a process to bring in 30,000 people a year for immigrants, and they're bringing in 170,000, and they just don't have the infrastructure for free health care and other and free education for this, this absorption. So I think all these things really do create a global, they're not just, as I said, uh, one country. It's a, it's a global phenomenon taking place. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is we look back, GDP around the world is sloppy, lower, and looking forward with PMI, Purchasing Manufacturers Index, which has a very high correlation to demand for commodities. Uh, global PMI is one month is below three months. So that is not comfortable for global economic activity. So we're seeing rates fall all around the world, and this week Germany went to 10-year government bond, went to zero. Frank Holmes, I've been taking a look at some of the work that various investment banks have been doing about gold. HSBC says the longer the Federal Reserve is seen as delaying a rate hike, the better it is for gold. I was also looking at the performance of one of the companies I know you track, Franco Nevada. This is a royalty, a gold royalty company. The shares are up more than 54% year to date. And if you take a look at just the price of gold, we're talking about a 20% increase in the price so far this year. Do you believe that gold should be added to if you already own it? And if you don't already own it, should you start buying it now? It's a great question, Pam, and I've always been an advocate of 5% into gold bullion coins or 24-karat gold jewelry and uh, another 5% into gold stocks, high quality, and you rebalance every quarter. So I think that uh, coming into July that uh, if you have not established a position, you should start establishing a position uh, and then make sure that you're rebalancing. I'm not the world's coming to an end, but it does help your portfolio when you get these incredible sprints this year. Like our gold fund, PIM, is up 100%. Well, we wish we were in your fund, Frank Holmes. Uh, let's look at crude oil because it's up the most in two months. Weaker dollar. Janet Yellen helped weaken the dollar some more. Fed likes it, right, in terms of the the impact on the economy. Uh, manufacturers, auto manufacturers probably like it too. People, Anybody who exports oil, where is it now and where is it heading, Frank, and what about it from an investment angle? Well, I think um, over the... the the correlation to global PMI is very high, and we came off with there's – there's uh, we suggest that oil is going to go sideways here um, in, in the next little while, except for what's taken place sort of supply-side restrictions and what took place in the Fort McMurray and that disaster in Canada. We've not seen the drop-off in the supply. Remember, this oil goes at three miles an hour. And it has to go down 2,000 miles to, and so the, it takes, uh, several weeks before all of a sudden that supply coming from Canada, about 800,000 barrels a day starts hitting, uh, the system. And there's concern of Nigeria on supply restrictions and issues. So anything is temperamental on supply side, uh, can quickly hold oil prices between 40 and $60 a barrel. Frank, just to continue a little bit more on uh, the precious metal on gold, because just looking at the price today, we're up about three-tenths of a percent on the COMEX, $1,300 an ounce. Uh, without uh, talking about specific price levels, do you want mining stocks? Do you want royalty companies? Or do you want, as you mentioned earlier, bullion, coins, and jewelry, or a little of, of everything? 
I think it's five and five, um, and you could have like a little of everything. The royalty companies are just a safer way to play uh, gold stocks. Uh, they have high operating margins. They have a high operating cash flow to enterprise value. Uh, if you take the basket of, uh, which I've mentioned many times on your program, is Franco Nevada, Royal Gold, and Silver Wheaton. And they all sort of have a different race, but they're the three amigos that dominate the space around the world. So when companies like Glencore couldn't raise money six months ago, Franco Nevada could quickly raise a billion dollars and then buy the the stream from Glencore, and then Glencore stock starts to balance sheet improves and stock doubles. So I think that they're important uh, companies. But what's also important, Pim, is that when you have the Australian dollar falling relative to the U.S. and Canada and South Africa, the price of gold going up 20%, so they're paying the local labor in Canadian or Australian or South African rand, but they're getting higher margins on their gold production. So many of these stocks in these countries have more than doubled, and some of them in Australia went up 500% in the past year. I want to ask you about the airlines because there's been a lot of developments, you know, lower, lower oil prices and higher oil prices, uh, raising fares or not raising fares. And, of course, you have your jet CTF, so you follow the airlines, among other things, very closely. How do they look to you? You know, the airline industry is the least expensive uh, industry when you look at cash flow, uh, growth and cash flow returns on investment capital. Uh, you look at payouts and dividends. You have a very unusual uh, industry now with new leadership that is not underpricing. They just don't have the ability to underprice like they did before. So with their surplus cash flow, they're increasing their dividends at a clip rate over 90% a year, and they're buying back billions and billions of dollars of stock while they're up creating their airlines. Uh, Boeing is, has, a, has over a 10-year backlog of delivering those planes, so they just can't quickly spend the money and get new jets tomorrow. But I think the industry is, is very inexpensive. It's a classic GARP, but it trades off of two things. What is the global, the, sort of the domestic economy? Uh, and if the stock market is up, these are stronger, if, especially if you have GDP numbers. But then the headwind is always rising oil. And for the past three months, we've seen oil prices rise, and this is always perceived as a big negative to their cash flow. Frank, uh, you know, one of the things that we always want to check in with you about is uh, what are you hearing from the client base? What questions are you being asked? Is it about how can I get income in a very low interest rate world? There's no doubt income is is very important. Uh, this is the first rally. We, like I mentioned earlier, GoFund has done exceptionally well and uh, uh, but we've not had these inflows, Tim, like you've had in previous cycles. Uh, so we've seen the money going into our short-term tax-free. Uh, and, and so that's where we see the strongest flows. We are getting flows into the gold funds. Um, and, but in nothing like previous cycles where we would see $5 million, $10 million a day. Thanks very much. Frank Holmes, Chief Executive, Chief Investment Officer, U.S. Global Investors. This is Bloomberg Radio.